This is Shannon Ray Davis, and you are listening to Omega Man Radio. Welcome to my world, the world of the Omega Man. Join us here for the nightly marathon, broadcasting Monday through Friday, and we encourage you to report for duty. Get trained up. War of the Saints is coming. You want to be an overcomer and endure till the end. We will teach you how. We cast out devils. We command healing to the sick in Jesus' name. And we preach the full gospel of Jesus Christ to win souls for Jesus. If you'd like to support this work financially, we have a PayPal button on our website. We have GoFundMe, Zelly, even Take Bitcoin. And we thank you in advance for partnering with us. Our website is omegamanradio.com. One more thing before we start tonight's show. To the demons, tuning in. We're coming for you, demon. No demon is safe. Unto Thee, O Lord, do I lift up my song. Wash me in I will be whiter than snow. Here, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy on me and answer my prayer. Unto Thee, O Lord, oh, we lift up our song. Wash us and make us whiter than snow. Oh, blessed is He who cometh in the name of the Lord. Redeemer, 
ruler of all things every knee shall bow for the king of kings oh in the name of the Lord oh, oh, oh. oh Zana, you're in the highest here oh Lord when we cry with our voice Mercy on us and answer
have tried it all It's always Jesus Yes, you are Only your trouble times Cried your last tear, mm. Jesus. Hallelujah. When you have fought your last fear, there's still Jesus. When you have climbed your last mountain mm-hmm. is always Jesus mm-hmm. yes you are our only hope in trouble time he will come He will cause you to walk on water Just believe If you just believe He will carry your burdens And to the cross Jesus Christ our first hope and alas hallelujah when you have lost everything this Jesus When you have no hope for them, mm, there's still Jesus. When you have tried, and you tried, and you tried, and you tried, and you tried, it's all Jesus. Yeshua, our only hope in trouble times. He says, Cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. Just believe. Just believe He says my yoke is easy And my burden is light 
Jesus Christ Our first hope and last It's always Jesus. Yes, you are only hope trouble times. He says, Cast your keys upon me. For I can't find you Just believe If you just believe This is my yoke is easy And my burden is light Jesus Christ Our first hope and the last Jesus Christ Our first hope and the last Jesus Christ, our first hope in our land. Oh, yes, he is. Praise the Lord. That was beautiful mu- music, Brother Mark. Folks, we're live with evangelist Lena Anamaleche and Mark Shino, 505 Ministries. Mark, that was as good as the recording. I had to listen real intently there. See if we were playing record. You're alive. Thank man. you, thank you. God has really blessed you with a great I'm gift. live, yes. Yes, sir. And it sounds just as good as the record. Uh, praise the Lord. Those songs really blessed me. Sister Lena, over to you. You're muted. Unmute. There you go. Amen. Yes, Amen. Amen, Brother Shannon. Pleasant good evening again. Yes, thank God for Brother Mark and the gift that God has blessed his life. The, the original and tonight does sound 
very much alike. And that's how you know when God has blessed someone, you cannot tell the difference because they'll continue to give you original after original. So we give God Amen. thanks. Praise God. And we thank Him for, you know, slowing us down a bit allowing us to settle into the music. So let us bow our heads in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Abba. Abba, Father, King of glory, our soon-coming King, the Lord of our Lords, the only one that can save, the one with the name that's above every other name. We bow down and worship you. We bow down and lift our hearts to you. Father, we acknowledge you. We acknowledge your son, Jesus. We acknowledge your Holy Spirit. And we welcome you to this altar tonight. We welcome you to be in the midst of us. We welcome you to come and speak to us. We welcome you to come and touch us. We welcome you to come and explain things to us, Lord. We welcome you to teach us, Lord. Whatever it is that you have to say tonight to us, Lord, we ask that you will open up our eyes and our hearts and our ears. Let us be tuned to your frequency this night. Abba Father, King of glory, Lord, we know that you are concerned about us and that you have chosen to speak to us this night. So I surrender my lips, I surrender my heart from the crown of my head to the sole of my feet. And Lord, Brother Mark's heart and his lips, and from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, that you, Lord God, will find us to be willing vessels, even as you, Lord, Father, possess a Brother Shannon's heart and his lips, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, Lord, Father, as you take control of this altar tonight, captivating the hearts and the minds of your people. We say, Lord, speak to us. Cause us to hear you. Lord, Father, remove every noise. Remove every distraction. Lord, that may be whispering voices that are not of you. Let them be silenced this night. Lord, even the witch that may be among us. Lord God, let them be rooted in their seats. Let them, Lord, be unable to disappear. But, oh God, that, Lord, you will arrest them this night. Yes, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will speak directly to their hearts and their minds. Make them into your own, Lord, that they too will join this body of Christ, giving you glory, giving you honor, and praising you this night, Father. So we thank you for what you're about to do. Yes, O oh Lord. We say, speak now. Be your humble servants. We hear you. This we pray. In Jesus' mighty name. 
Amen. Amen. Praise God. If this is your first night tuning in to the series, The Prophetic, What is True and What is Truth, tonight is part four. That means you have missed three nights already. We encourage you to listen to parts one, two, three, and get some more of the building blocks that has preceded tonight's message. We have the playlist available on God Faith Ministries YouTube channel, and it's on Brother Shannon's Podbean, right, Brother Shannon? All three yes, parts one, yes, two, and three. Yes. Amen. Praise God. So I'd like for us to begin, and I have to let us know that where I had wanted to start was not where the Lord wanted me to start this week. So He has added a whole new new section, and we will learn a bit more. And I'm understanding in why, because He says tonight's message will be foundational to the case studies that we will need to start doing um, beginning the next, uh, on, on part five. So, we are, we are of the understanding, you know, that we are being cautioned, that the enemy, through his lying wonders and signs, can create a lie that would seem to be truth in our lives. And what do I mean by that? I mean that our whole lives can be consumed by spirits, manipulating our minds, our body, our soul, and our spirit, where we are dependent upon that spirit to direct us instead of the Holy Spirit, where we no longer have the ability to make decisions for ourselves because all decisions are now made for us by demonic spirits. I don't know if anyone out there may remember, but once upon a time, horoscopes were very popular. They were published in a newspaper and people would buy them just to read the horoscope. Many people I knew, they lived religiously upon their horoscopes, what the daily horoscope was saying. It was their spirit guide and I say spirit guide purposely because before someone dated, they would ask you your sign. Men would come up to you in the club and they'd be like, what's your sign, girl? And if your sign is one that is deemed compatible by what the horoscopes revealed, they would date. People's lives were caught up in this horoscope web to our detriment and to our harm. They would read, for instance, that tomorrow Uranus is rising over Jupiter and it's going to make you sick. And they would be sick and not able to go to work. And then they would just lay there in their beds. That's how we have been controlled. So having mentioned this, I wanted to draw our attention to how easy we can be manipulated by spiritists and spiritism and easily influenced by others. There is a lot of copycat going on and without the Holy Spirit, you can easily be deceived 
and manipulate it into thinking it's of God. Understand that this struggle that we are talking about with the prophetic is not a struggle where we are struggling when we hear a word that is given that says walk right, quit smoking, quit drinking, quit fornicating, stop your adultery. Those things, we, we don't struggle with that because we can immediately qualify it and walk right. Because those things are clear to us. Now, our struggle is when we are hearing the voice of God in our decision making. That's where the devil gets us. Should I marry or not? Is this the one or not? Should I go or not? Should I take the job or not? Should I buy this house or not? That's where we struggle. And this is where we fail miserably and get taken advantage of by the enemy. So much so that even when we receive a word, we have a hard time keeping the word we were given. How many of us out there have received a word for us to go now? And then we're like, did he mean now? Is now tomorrow? Now, next year, <laughs> we, we are stuck in our movement. Doubt and confusion comes. We must watch out because the enemy will attack every word that we get to get us to chart another pathway to break us away, deviate, and distract us from God's truth so that it will not be true in our lives, thereby hindering us from keeping the word that was given to us and hindering us from reaching that particular destination that God wants for us. Like in my case, I'm going to give you a personal example. A few months ago, I was given a word to remain still. <laughs> Phew. Still. What does still mean? It meant no talking. It meant no saying anything. No communication. At all with anyone. I was just put in this silent place. That Abba was working his work on me. Because he had me in a season of pruning and plowing. God was doing what I consider wonders in my personal life. He was shaking me. Shaking the very foundation of everything concerning me. And when I say everything, I mean everything. Not just my physical body. He was shaking everything inside of me, outside of me. My marriage, my personal self, my friends, the ministry, my associations, my finances, both my family. As in my extended family with my siblings and my nieces, my nephews, my mother, you know, and also my own family with my husband and I. I felt like I was in a car ride on a very bad road somewhere going into the 
countryside. And that car was falling into every pothole on the road. Cluck, 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 just jiggling everything in me. I had no decision about whether I take a smooth road or not. I was just in the car going along, waiting in silence. But in that silence, I began to see some things that I never saw. And I began to hear what I couldn't hear before and understood some things that I didn't understand before. And it brought me to tears. I was deeply grieved at what I was seeing and folding about my life. In the midst of the word of silence, then I received another word that would seem to complement my original word. And how did that happen? Someone messaged me and they were upset because they had not heard from me and were wondering what they could have done to me to cause me not to take their calls or even respond to their messages. And this was someone that I really loved. My heart ached so bad to respond. I wanted to write back. I wanted to communicate to assure them I didn't have any problem with them and that my silence was in obedience to God. I was hurt. My heart was aching. And in the depth of my sorrow, because I am seeing, I'm feeling what this person is feeling, I heard a voice say to me, why don't you pick up the phone and call him back? You know, this one is a good person. They always treat you well. Surely, the Lord didn't mean for you to separate from this one. You know how much they love you and you don't want them to believe that you hate them, right? That was what I heard. And for a brief second, I felt a strong urge to reach out. When the Holy Spirit tapped me, and my spirit man began to speak to me to say, your character and your integrity is not your own. It would be prideful of you to defend whatever evil they're thinking about you. The Holy Spirit began to minister to me, reminding me that I had come this way before. I tried to defend myself about someone's opinion of me. And I'm over there crying out, God, that's not me, that's not me, that's not who I am. No, I would never act that way or be that way. And in my trying to defend myself, Father, I had to come in and clean up the mess. I was reminded of what I'd learned that time, that it's no use trying to convince someone of who you are. Let Abba defend your rep. So this time I ignored the voice. I knew the voice was Satan. I said in my heart, not only am I being tried, but so is the person who is on the other side of this message. Their heart too is being tried. Will our hearts be found pure? Will we be able to 
connect into this pathway that God is putting me on? Or will they cut me out and cut me off? I have to let them think whatever they wanted to think about me. Even as I watch those text messages in anger and rage fly by me. They said so many hurtful things. They assumed and believed so many evil things about me. But it wasn't me. I was on the other side in agony reading those messages. Oh, I was so shocked at the things they were saying. I was so surprised of the evil of their heart. And I resigned myself and said, God, this is the life of a minister. And I was reminded of this thing we like to say to each other in Jamaica. You know, when things get really bad, we say, we get it flushy, you know, flushy. But it means like higher level, bigger devil. The many ways of confusion. This is how the enemy works. You receive the word. You've got to try the word. And then you also have to maintain the word. And what I'm saying may not make as much sense, but it will become clearer. Because... Our biggest problem is that we tend to not allow the word that we receive to marinate and to try the spirit behind the word in our waiting for God to confirm his word before doing anything because he will always speak again. And I will prove it to us. In the book of Psalms, Chapter 62, verse 11. Psalm 62, 11. And it reads, and all scriptures are from the King James Version. It reads, God has spoken once. Twice have I heard this. That power belongeth unto God. The book of Job, chapter 33, verse 14. Job 33, 14. It reads, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 1. 2 Corinthians 13 verse 1. This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Book of Deuteronomy 19 verse 15. Deuteronomy 19 verse 15. It says, One witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin, in any sin that he sinneth. At the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. Matthew 18. Verse 15 and 16, Matthew 18, verse 15 and 16, it reads also, Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear thee, thou hast gained thy brother. But if he will not hear thee, then take with thee one or two more, 
that in the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word may be established. Our Lord is the word. He will never deter from his word. So, once have we heard it, twice we will receive it to be confirmed. And when you hear it a third time, it is established. And here begins tonight. Let us remember what is true. True is not false. It is not fictional. It is not a figment of our imagination. It is real. It is of a natural origin. It is adjective to describe a true man, true book, true word, true job. Describing tangible. With true, your five senses is activated. You see it, you hear it, you touch it, you smell it, you taste it. All five, or one, or a combination. So, true, we know, is visible and known. It is also familiar. Amen? And we learned of truth. We learned that truth is describing it's a noun and it's sincerity it is integrity it is a quality of being true it is genuine it is also factual and is also actual it is honesty it is reliability it is also veracity truth it is a state or character of being true okay and we understand from scriptures that we read last week. We're not going to redo them this week. So please go back and read and listen to part three. Because truth is secret. It is inner. It is a knowledge and a thought in the heart. Not yet made manifest. Meaning it's not yet become true. It is hidden from the public. It is not known to anyone else. But to one. And I will say that again to one. Even if your husband knows it with you, it is true. It is truth if only one. Because no one else but you can testify to it. That's truth. That is truth. And I will also add in the truth it may even become something new to you. Okay. Not known to anyone else. For example, you may be the husband, right? And you find out that your wife, she had multiple abortions. And you're thinking she couldn't get pregnant, not realizing she had done this. It is her truth. She never told you. And it's also your truth, which became true for you because you found out. Amen. Or it could also be a truth for you, new, to prophecy again, that you found out that your mother had gone to a witch doctor to get pregnant. This is 
truth to you. Your mom kept it to herself. Nobody else knows this. It could also be where the wife took out her womb many years ago. And you married a wombless woman. And so you're thinking you're to blame for infertility. But you have now discovered she had no womb. She took steps years ago. She didn't want children. She married you and never disclosed it. That is truth. New to you. That became true. Because now it's the wife and the husband. I hope we understand. Because even as true becomes our reality, the revelation of a truth prophecy, okay, true is the revelation of truth. We must understand that Satan will will mimic that true, not the truth, the true, okay, and create his own version of true. Okay, truth is uttered. It is truth all around. Then the revelation is the true. So Satan can create a copycat of your true. That's why you have to try the word. Try the spirit. Remember what we discussed about the who, what, when. Right? And then... And the who, who, what, and how. Sorry, who, what, and how with the prophecy. And then we looked at the agenda and who is the master behind that prophet and the agenda of the prophet. We need to know these things. Amen? So that we can distinguish and tell the difference between what God has done and what the devil has done. Because the devil seeks to manipulate our lives to create his truth. Is true. In quality assurance, in our testing, research and development, and product and software releases, we always seek to establish what we call a baseline. Tonight, what we are laying down is a baseline. Now, baseline is a platform, it's a base code, base test, base product that we develop as an original. It's a standard that we establish as a beginning point. And then we build on top of it. It's like you lay the foundation and then you start to put up the walls, right? And so if the walls are that put up right, you could knock down the walls and build back on the foundation because the foundation is sure. It is that original, that baseline that we then copy and use to do our testings and development. That if we ruin something along the way, our heads won't roll And we won't get a heart attack and we won't have to worry about losing our jobs, right? Because you can always roll back to that point, roll back to that release number and begin to build again. So tonight, this is our baseline that we are going to keep in mind when we then begin to discuss our case studies beginning in part five. But this is where our Lord wants us to begin. And we will understand a bit more why he wants us to begin. Now, 
We're going to go first to the book of Genesis chapter 15. Book of Genesis chapter 15. And we're going to read from verse 1 to 6. See, God has a way of laying things down for us. So let us get it and get it good. Genesis 15, reading verse 1 to 6. Brother Mark, would you do us the favor of reading verse 1 to 6 for me, please, of Genesis 15? Yes. Genesis Genesis chapter 15 from verse 1 to 6. Genesis 15, 1 to 6 from the KJV. After these things, the word of the Lord of Yahuwah came unto Abram in a vision saying, Fear not, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, Yahuwah, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless, and the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine here. And behold, the word of Yahuwah the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine here, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine here. Verse 5 And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. Six and last. And he believed in Yahuwah and he counted it to him for righteousness. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Brother Mark. So here we have an encounter between Abram. This is the ungenerated man. Is Abram, the fallen man, Abram, have an encounter with the Lord. And there is a prophecy was given to him, a truth. Okay, because the truth that Abraham knew was that Eliezer, a servant of his house, was going to be his inheritance. Abraham's truth is that he has no children. It is true. Nobody can deny it. Okay? But here is God coming to him and making a declaration saying to him in prophecy, Eliezer will not be your heir, but your heir is going to come from your own bowels. And then the Lord brought him out 
I says, look up in the heaven. See the stars? Can you number them? So is your descendants. A truth that is not true because Abraham has no children, no pickany. Didn't have a little one running around. Only had a servant, Eliezer. But God said to him, you will have an heir. Truth, the prophecy of not just an heir, but generations multiplied. Amen. Let us hold to that. Now we're going to go again to the book of Genesis 16. Just one chapter over. Amen. And we're going to read from verse 1 to 16. Genesis chapter 16. And reading from 1 to 16. Amen. Praise God. Brother Mark, would you do us the honor again, please? Amen. Genesis 16 from 1 to 16. Now, Sarai, Abram's wife, bare him no children, and she had an handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarai said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord, Yahuwah, has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go in unto my maid. It may be that that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarai. And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Agar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan and gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. And he went in unto Agar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. And Sarai said unto Abram, My wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom, And when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. The Lord judged between me and thee. But Abraham said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleaseth thee. And when Sarai dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of Yahuwah found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness, by the fountain in the way of Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarai's maid, whence comest, camest thou? And, and whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord Yahuwah said unto her, Return to thy mistress, and submit thyself under her hands. And the angel of Yahuwah said unto her, I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, 
that it shall not be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord Yahuwah said unto her, Behold, thou art with child, and shall bear a son, and shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord Yahuwah had heard thy affliction, and he will be a wild man, his hand will be against every man, and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell in the presence of all his brethren. And she called the name of and she called the name of the Lord Yahuwah that spoke unto her. Thou God seest me. For she said, Have I also here looked after him? that see it me wherefore the well was called Be'er Laharoch behold it is between Kadesh and Bered and Hagar bare Abram a son and Abram called his son's name which Hagar bare Ishmael verse 16 Alas, and Abram was fourscore and six years old when Hagar bare Ishmael to Abram. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Now, we're wondering probably now what is all this about? Well, what this is all about is that there was a prophecy of children. And there was an interpretation of that prophecy. Okay? The Bible says, Sarai, who is also the ungenerated woman. Okay? Interpreting the prophecy of her husband. Said now, God has shut up her womb. She's barren. So perhaps the children that are to come is to come out of her own maid. Abraham, who believed God to give him a child, now didn't question the access, the pathway to take. So he laid with her and she got a child. And I'm sure he lifted his hand to God and said, God, you have... Fulfilled your prophecy. Let us take some key things. Is that Abraham was 86 years old, an old man, when he had this child. So he's thinking now from a dead body that if this child comes, then God has given to him. Sarah, the enemy used Sarah to bring forth a true, to bring forth a revelation of the prophecy. It was the hand of Sarah, the mouth of Sarah, that took her maid and spoke to her husband, sleep with this one. God has kept me from bearing. 
go to my maid. I'll get children from her. Obviously, the maid was younger. Okay? And so now, she has a son. And that son now, his name is Ishmael. But here now, understand church. When God is about to do something in our lives, that is to bless us. Let us consider God. Because that pregnancy came to detriment of Sarai. She was an offense to the maid who now stood in her place of first wife. She was now the second wife, useless wife, of no good wife that she now was able to front on Sarah. And Sarah had to go and admonish her husband and said, you must do something about this woman. And the husband says, that's your problem, deal with it. And so, this woman, Agar, ran away and she went to the well. She met the angel. And the angel says, go back. You will bear a son and call his name Ishmael. And here is what was spoken of him. In verse 12, he will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man. And every man's hand against him. And he will dwell in the presence of all of his brethren. He is a thorn that is raised up. God doesn't give us thorns. When we allow the enemy to produce. Now, we're always looking on the outside that the enemy is going to use somebody. But we see right here, the enemy brought that thorn, raised up that tear in the house of Abram and Sarai by Sarai's own hand and by the agreement and, how do you say, the um, compliance of Abram. He lied with her. And he got a child. Now, let's look at this. The name of the father, Abram, means exalted father, shield and protection. Okay? It's coming from the Hebrew word Ab, which means father, and Rum, R-U-M, to be elevated. It is also from the Hebrew verb Abar, which means to be strong or to protect. Amen? And it's also in a reference of the third person of there. Abraham, exalted father, their shield, their protection. Now, who did Abraham sleep with? The name Hagar. It's from the verb Agar, H-A-G-A-R, which means to flee, to run. It is from the Hebrew ha, H-A, which means the or for, and also the verb garar, which means to drag out or to drag away. The Persian Greek verb is agareu, 
A G G A R E U O, which means to press into service. <laughs> Getting somewhere. Because the name Ishmael means God hears. Coming from the verb, Hebrew verb, Shama, S-H-A-M-A, which means to hear. And the word El, which means God. God hears Ishmael. But the exalted father slept with someone who was to be dragged off, put to flight, Pressed into service. Talk about hatch before time. Talk about going and setting up before time. Marrying before time. Doing this before time. That before time. And then we have the audacity to give it the name and say, God here. Which God heard. Remember what I said. When we read the scriptures. God not just speak once. It will speak a few times. But let's go back to Genesis 15. And look what God said to him. Okay. In Genesis 15. Abraham is complaining. He's childless. He only has a servant. Eliezer. And then he says you have not given me any seed. He has a problem. Okay, that's a known issue. I'm sure the devil done heard him complain again and again and again. And probably created problems in the household where him and Sarah are fighting. And she's saying, well, God didn't give me any. Okay, all right. But that's what the Lord said to him in verse 4. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him saying, This, meaning Eliezer, shall not be thine ear. But he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine ear. He Abraham's bowels. Okay? The firstborn, the Bible says, is a man's strength. Amen. And remember, the verb abar means to be strong. So his strength was dragged off into Ishmael. And this child, in verse six, in chapter 16, it says that this child was going to be one. Ah, this child was going to be a wild one. A rebel. His hand will be against every man. He's going to be at war with every man. And every man was going to be at war with him. He's going to be a child that will continue to give problem in house, outside the house. And he will be in the presence of his brethren. It's like one of those children that is just a there, a problem, and you can do nothing else. Huh? They make your life a living hell. Okay? You have the situation that is a thorn and you can do nothing else about it. Remember what I said about my problem before? Gotta to come clean the mess. God coming to clean the mess. Now, 
Genesis chapter 17. And this is a long one. Genesis 17. Genesis 17, reading from verse 1 to 22. And I'm going to read this. Genesis 17, verse 1 to 22. And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, 13 years later, after Ishmael is born, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect, and I will make my covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. This is the man he's talking to who has Ishmael, who is now a teenager, and God is coming to him and telling him, I'm going to multiply you. And it says in verse 3, And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. He's now, instead of being just one exalted father, he's going to be the father of many other fathers. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations, for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. Verse 8 of Genesis 17. And I will give unto thee, and to thy seed after thee, the land wherein thou art a stranger, or the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. And God said unto Abraham, see, began speaking to Abram, explaining to him now what his covenant meant, that it was forever, and the covenant was attached to him, and all who come out of his loins was going to receive that covenant. Uh Amen. And now God is talking to the regenerated, the born again. Okay? Abraham, father of nations. He says, Thou shalt keep my covenant therefore, thou and thy seed after thee in their generations. This is my covenant which ye shall keep between me and you and thy seed after thee. Every man child among you shall be circumcised, and ye shall circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. And he that is eight days old shall be circumcised among you. Every man child in your generations, he that is born in the house or bought with money of any stranger, which is not of thy seed, he that is born in thy house and he that is bought with thy money must needs be circumcised. And my covenant shall be in your flesh for everlasting covenant. And the uncircumcised man-child whose flesh of his foreskin is not circumcised, that soul shall be cut off from his people. He hath broken my covenant. 
is what the Lord said to Abraham. Verse 15, pay attention. And God said unto Abraham, As for Sarai thy wife, Thou shalt not call her name Sarai, But Sarah shall her name be. And I will bless her, And give thee a son also of her. Hey, Jesus. I will bless her and give thee a son also of her. Yea, I will bless her and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. Then Abraham fell upon his face and laughed and said in his heart, Shall a child be born unto him that is an hundred years old? And shall Sarah that is ninety years old bear? God, wait. Don't I already have a son? But you're saying another son. No. Laughter. Laughter. God has already fulfilled the prophecy. Right? Ishmael. Let us continue on. Verse 18 of Genesis 17. And Abraham said unto God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. <laughs> Listen, church. God, the child is already born. Bless this one. This one already born. You're now going to try to avoid the dead. Prophecy coming again. And God said, Sarah, thy wife, shall bear thee a son indeed. And thou shalt call his name Isaac. Listen. Abraham says to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live before thee. It's as if God didn't hear a word what Abraham said because God began to speak about number one wife, the one that Abraham is laughing at, that she's old, she can't bring forth. The one, if Abraham had waited for the confirmation, he would have received more information, more detail to be able to shun Hagar and tell the wife Sarai that Sarai, that is not where God is sending the prophecy through. But they did what we would have done. Create our own true, our own revelation. Verse 19 of Genesis 17. And God said, Sarah, this is the born again. Sarai gave birth to Ishmael. Abram gave birth to Ishmael. Hagar gave birth to Ishmael. Now God is talking to Abraham about Sarah, who's going to give birth to Isaac. And I will establish my covenant with him for an everlasting covenant and with his seed. Church, are you understanding? 
This is the blueprint, the baseline, the standard that we will measure everything. Because God is saying here that I speak once and I also speak twice. Wait for the confirmation. Test the spirit. Seeds of me. Abraham did not wait. He got excited. God is going to give me a child. Certainly it's not going to come from old Sarah. So give me the young tender Roni, Agar. And he brought forth seed. But God is saying here, my covenant is with Sarah, who will bring forth Isaac. And the perpetual everlasting covenant will come through the bloodline of Isaac and his seed. After him, verse 20 of Genesis 17, he says, and as for Ishmael, I have heard thee. Behold, I have blessed him and will make him fruitful and will multiply him exceedingly. Twelve princes shall he beget and I will make him a great nation. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee at this set time in the next year. And he left off talking with him. And God went up from Abraham. See, the Bible says we know in part, and we prophesy in part. If God was to reveal the whole thing to us, that's why sometimes it's not good for us to know. Because any little inkling of something what God is about to do, we start to make it happen. God says he's going to give you a house. We start to say, it's this house. It's that house. And this is where it's going to be. And, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, that's what we be doing. You know, we're going to marry. Oh, it's this this one, you know. It's it's uh, it's that one, you know. And it's tomorrow we're gonna marry, you know. We, we we are so quick to run with everything, and that's what the devil is waiting. See what the devil did? He created a true, and you Sarai, and that same true is still a thorn. In the side of Isaac, Amas, and Israel, still at war. Amas, the wild man, dwelling in the midst of his people, at war with even his own Palestinians. Ha! Understand this, that the enemy will create something else. Understand what scripture says. God will not give you anything that will add sorrow. Because every good gift comes from the Father of lights above. Church, we must learn to wait. When you get the word, don't just run with it. Wait and ask God. God, what do you mean by buy? What does buy mean? With money? With credit? Without credit, is it an exchange? It is a barter. What God, how is it? When you say now, what does now mean? Because remember, he doesn't operate in our time. Okay? Now to him could be one year. 
could be right now. It could be tomorrow. It could be next week. But Sarah, in her own calamity at home, she interpreted the prophecy. And she said, certainly God meant Hagar. Genesis chapter 18. Remember Genesis 17, the prophecy of Sarah to have a son. And remember, Abraham laughed. So Genesis 18, reading from verse 1 to 15. Brother Mark, could you do us the honor, please? Are you there? Amen. Did I lose it? Okay. Genesis 18, verses 1 to 15, please. Okay. Genesis chapter 18, verse 1. From verse 1 to 15. And the Lord Yahuwah appeared unto him in the plains of Mamre. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day. And he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And when he saw them, he ran to meet them from the tent door, and bowed up toward the ground, and said, My Lord, if now I have found favor in thy sight, pass not away, I pray thee, from thy servant. Let a little water, I pray you, be fetched, and wash your feet. And rest yourselves under the tree. And I will fetch a morsel of bread and comfort ye, your hearts. After that ye shall pass on, for therefore are ye come to your servants. And they said, So do. And as thou hast said, And Abraham hastened into the tent unto Sarah and said, Make ready, quickly. Three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes upon the hearth. And Abraham ran unto the herd and fetched a calf tender and good, and gave it unto a young man, and he hasted to dress it. And he took butter and milk, and the calf which he had dressed, and set it before them. And he stood by them under the tree. And they did eat. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age. And it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying, After I am wax old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord being old also? And the Lord Yahuwah said unto Abraham, 
Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed, at the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. Then Sarah denied, saying, I laughed not, for she was afraid. And she said, Nay. And he said, Nay, but thou didst laugh. Amen. Verse 15. Amen. Praise God. So here we have the angel of God. And that's why, church, we're encouraged, you know, to do good to others because you never know when you're going to entertain angels. Here comes the Lord, right, to visit Abram in the plains of Mamre. Three men came. Amen. Abram, Abraham, now entertained them, fed them. And then in verse 9, it says, where's Sarah? And uh, he says, she's inside the tent. And he now, this is what the angel is saying. I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. Hagar was never referenced as the wife. Ishmael was never referenced as the son. But look what Sarah did. Sarah now laughed because she too, that's why when God gives us prophecies and it seems so impossible, in our, we, we are always so finite in our thought. We are always so possible in our thinking that we can't even entertain the impossibilities because we are always looking at our capacity, our abilities, our experience, how we can contain everything. You know, uh, well, I have the right degree. You know, I have the experience. You know, I'm the right height. You know, I'm, I'm, I am the right body type. Or, you know, we are always... Connecting it, you know, I'm still young, right? You know, I'm still strong, you know, I'm healthy. Everything, we're looking at our outer capacity. And so we measure the things of God and his word by ourselves, what we can do. And whenever God prophesies something that is outside of our abilities, we say certainly God would not do that because God knows that I can't. Hear the word? I can't. And so if I can't, then it's not God doing it with me. Because if he's going to do it with me, then I must be able to do it. And so we will do what Abraham, Abraham and Sarai did. We will create our own. But you see, God is a God of his word. He spoke once in the book of Genesis 15. Amen. We didn't 
hear him again until Genesis 17. All right? When he spoke to Abraham, I'll give him more details of the prophecy in Genesis 15. But remember, they already created Ishmael in Genesis 16. So here comes God giving more specifics. Not that Abraham was just going to have an ear now. Okay? All right? But the ear that God is talking about is going to come out of a particular vessel. All right? And so, we see now in Genesis 17, God went to Abraham, give him more information. He knows it's Sarah. And what happens in Genesis 18? The word of prophecy comes to Sarah. Hasn't materialized. They don't know the truth. So it's just, they don't know the true. It's a prophecy. Because the one they thought they had hadn't come to pass yet. So it's not a real, uh, it's not really a new prophecy they're getting. It is the continuation of the one from Genesis 15. Are you understanding? Genesis 15, the word that came to Abram. And the Bible says he believed God and was counted to him for righteousness. And then in Genesis 16, what happened to his belief? He believed now in his wife and carried off the maid. And understand something, that there was instruction given to Agar in Genesis 16. Go back and submit to Sarai. Let me find that verse right here real quick. In Genesis 16, it says in verse 9, And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands, because whatever the devil has for you is under your feet. It is not to be able to exalt itself and to be at the level that God would have gifted you anything. Because anything from the devil is a corruption. Everything from the devil is a curse. Anything from the devil is a distraction. Everything from the devil is a deviation. Everything from the devil is a delay. Everything from the devil is even a denial in effect. Anything from the devil is an interruption. It's to pull you away from destiny, from purpose, from what you have. Because in Genesis 15, the Lord says to Abraham, I'm going to give you descendants that you can't even number. And now, what did Sarai and Abraham produce? Okay? This exalted father and this beautiful princess together with Hagar dragged away, right? Dragged into service. This is what you call forced ripe. That's the worst tasting fruit you could ever eat because you cut it 
As a matter of fact, it has no scent of the ripeness. Every fruit has its own beautiful scent when it's ripe. But when you force it to be ripe, okay, it has no scent. You cut it, it will not have the succulents. It will be hard on the inside because it has not matured. What does that tell us? Is that the word that was given to Abraham was not allowed to mature. It was plucked too soon. And because it was plucked too soon, what they plucked was contention. What they plucked was discord. What they plucked was division. What they plucked was troubles. But God in his mercy to right the wrong. God could have gone ahead and done other things, right? Yes, he could have. He could have done what he did with King David and Bathsheba. Yes. In the book of 2 Samuel chapter 12, 2 Samuel 12, reading from verse 14 to 23. Remember, David took another man's wife, slept with her, tried to pass off the pregnancy to the man. When he couldn't do it, he set up for this man to die. Amen? A pregnancy to be paraded to all of the kings and kingdoms around that God's servant, the man of the God's own heart has done this deed. She was not his wife. But listen, Second Samuel 12, 14 to 23. Can you read it please, Brother Mark? Yes. Second Samuel twelve fourteen to twenty three. How be it? Because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord Yahuwah to blaspheme the child. The child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house. And the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David. And it was very sick. David therefore besought Yah for the child. And David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of the house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth. But he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. Howbeit will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? 
And they said, he is dead. Then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped. Then he came to his own house and when he required, they, they set bread before him and he did eat. And said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive. But when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, Who can tell whether God, Yahuwah, will be gracious to me, that the child may live? 23. But now he is dead. Wherefore shall I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. Thank you, Brother Mark. Here we have David, who God said by what he has done, he has given occasion to the enemies of God to blaspheme God. And God said the penalty of what he has done was that that thing that was birthed, the child that was birthed, what was brought forth without God's agreement will die. That was a gift, that a gift that came from perdition was brought forth, birth was through murder and adultery. And deception in lies. And God said, no. My covenant will not extend. That child, it must die. Imagine if a prophecy come to you. And God says, that is not what I had for you. And it dies. I'm sure some of you would probably be like David and said, you know, maybe this wasn't it for me. Or maybe we would have been like Abraham, right? God, well, Ishmael. What about Ishmael? You know, this we still have this business over here, you know. We still have this thing going on over here. God, I mean, are, are we are we are we supposed to lose all the money we put in? <laughs> you know, we're still trying to make what the devil give us work. See, we talked about true and truth. And we said we have to be careful. When we receive truth, the truth is the prophecy, right? The truth is the materialization of it. You know, God says you're going to travel. Then that's the prophecy. You haven't traveled yet. When you travel, it is true. Because you can stand up and testify and say, God, I'm here now. But I caution us. There are many women out there that have interrupted other people's marriage. 
man came in as the other woman. Uh huh. And they stood up in church and testified and said, God gave me this husband when they went and worked their witchcraft. And we are clapping. Oh, praise God. If God do it for you, God can do it for me. How was the means? How did that prophecy, how was it fulfilled? You know, what, 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 what spirit was behind the working? Holy Spirit is not in adultery. Holy Spirit is not in fornication. God will not sanction nothing by evil means. So let us stop. That will not rob somebody's money down there and put it in your hand. Or you rob the grocery store and don't pay for something and say God is blessing you. That's not God. But don't do that. You know? I'm not saying that something may not change. Sometimes you're going up there and you go up there and it says, oh, it's 99 cents. And you're like, 99 cents? But it says it was supposed to be $6. The world system, God can manipulate. Amen? The Bible says here, the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. But that doesn't mean we should use the same unrighteous means that they gain it to get it. Everything that we we won, we fought the wars, and it was the spoils of the wars that we received. But here we are. Truth. Spoken once, Genesis 15. For the information given, Genesis 17. In between, Ishmael. So now, we come to Genesis 18, where the angels came and they have spoken to the other party. So, for those that want to get married, if it's your husband, God not just going to speak to him. He's going to speak to you. Amen. When God was going to send Ananias to Paul. Can you find that verse for me, please? I think it's in Acts 9. Ananias was told that he was going to see a man who was told that he was coming. While you're looking for that, you know, God will always connect both people. So if God wants somebody to do something for you, that will touch the heart of that person. It is a never one-sided. Remember, prophecy is in the spirit realm. The revelation, the true, remember? We can see it, taste it, smell it, hear it, touch it. It's in the earth realm. It is in, you can see it, with your natural eyes, hear it with your natural ears, touch it with your natural hands. Mm-hmm. Yes, and taste it with your own tongue. That is what is revealed true. Amen. Did you find it, Brother Mark? Yes, uh, Acts 9. Acts 9 from um, verse 17. 
it says um, 17 and 18. Actually, uh, let's go up, to, um, go up a little bit more, a little higher. Uh, from 15. It says, But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and, and kings and children of Yashael, Israel. For I, sh- for I show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him, behold, brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, Yahusha, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, had sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost, the Ruach HaKodesh. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose, um, and was baptized. Amen. Can you read verse 12? Verse 12 uh, targets it specific, please. Verse 12. Um, actually, 12. start from verse 11 to 12, please. Okay. Acts chapter 9. Verse 11 and 12. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayed, and had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, that he might receive his sight. Amen. That doesn't do anything in the dark. If God says, this is this is going to happen to you, and he says, Brother Mark is, he will speak to Brother Mark. If he says, Brother Shannon, he will speak to Brother Shannon. Please don't let the enemy cause you to create Brother Mark or Brother Shannon out of Brother Tim or Brother Matthew. Because they're not the same people. And this is why sometimes when we go to try to execute a prophetic word, the other party that's supposed to be involved becomes contentious and sometimes even offended. But let us go to the book of Genesis, chapter 21. And we're going to read from verse 1 to 7. Genesis 21. We're going to read from verse 1 to 7. Amen. And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Not what Sarah did with her hands and her maid and her husband and then cry foul. When we go out there and we create our own true, letting the devil use us. And then we say, God, why you give me this man? God, why you give me this wife? God, why you give me this job? God, why you give me this house? God, why you give me this car? God, what is this going on with me? Stop for a moment and ask yourself, whose production is it? 
anyway. Because if the trouble, the house, the car, the husband, the marriage, whatever come and it has trouble, the one who gave you it or him or them will keep you, will bring you through. Because everything he gives you, he protects. Genesis 21. Now we're reading verse 2. For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age. At the set time of which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son that was born unto him. Whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac, being eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was an hundred years old when his son Isaac was born unto him. And Sarah said, God hath made me to laugh. So that all that here will laugh with me. And she said, who would have said unto Abraham that Sarah should have given children suck. For I have borne him a son in his old age. Church, we know that from the age of, from 14 years I don't know the exact, I can assume it's at least 14 years from when Abraham received the prophecy to the fulfillment. 14 years. It's a time of waiting. Remember what I said? It's in the waiting we fail. We want it now. The prophecy come, we want it materialized now. Not understanding that the vessel needed to be prepared. Abraham needed to become Abraham. Sarai needed to become Sarah. So that Isaac, laughter. Because the gift of God adds no sorrow. It brings joy into our heart. So, it causes us to wonder, why was Ishmael given the name because you know El means God see I believe that this was to show us that the enemy can also produce another God while we have the real El counterfeit Ishmael is the counterfeit Isaac is the original And though the enemy provided another vessel, remember I said there's a limit to what he can do. Give you the counterfeit, but the blessing, the covenant blessing. Because remember, Ishmael was blessed. The Bible said in Genesis 15 that the Lord is going to multiply. There's multiplication that comes with being Abraham's child in Genesis 15. Okay, uh, let me go here now. It says, says, uh, 
It says, if that, in verse Genesis 15, 5, it says, if you be able to number them, they'll be as numbered as the stars in heaven. Amen? So, he would have plenty. And then, in 17, is where he says, um, in verse 6, it says, I will make thee exceeding fruitful. I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. I will establish a covenant between me and thee and thy seed. Let's back up. To Genesis 16, okay, where where he's born, Ishmael is born, okay, and what does the angel say to to her in verse 10 of Genesis 16? It says, "I will multiply thy seed exceedingly, that it shall not be numbered for multitude. It will also be blessed because it came from the loins of the father." The father's loin was where the blessing came from. The only thing is that he poured out the strength of that blessing upon Hagar. His firstborn. Who, if you read later, following through in in, uh, Genesis, you'll see where they were separated because there came also a separation where the mother and the son was had to be chased out of camp and Isaac was raised alone. See? The devil gave us a counterfeit. The devil gave us another vessel but the covenant remained with Sarah because the birth was to come from Sarah. And even though there was a son with Hagar, that was not who carried the blessing. You see, when God puts together a man and a woman, the, 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 um, it says in Proverbs, it says, he who findeth a wife, findeth a good thing. But we all stop <laughs> from that. The man says, Ah, it's a good thing to have a wife. But it says further on in that very same verse, it says, and obtain it favor from God. The wife you are to marry that will bring the good in your life and the favor is the one God have for you. So ask yourself why you're so miserable in your marriage. You marry the one God had for you. Because what God has for you adds or no sorrow. Amen. So, Satan could not steal the covenant and give to Ishmael. You see, God in his infinite knowing, understanding, he knew ahead that Sarah was so troubled by her infertility, by her barrenness, and that Abraham had an issue, a complaint. Every time Abraham is having a a conversation with God, he says, I'm childless, I'm childless, I'm childless. He's like a sounding gong in the ears of God. I'm childless, 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 childless. So what does that tell you? You keep talking about it, Hey, life and death is in the power of the tongue. You will be creating it with the devil for yourself. And you will be the one running to God and say, God, save me. 
covenant blessing upon Abraham rested upon Isaac only. God held on and God kept it. Understand, God will not fail his own word. His word is his word. And as we can see with the birth of Ishmael and Isaac, it's a true representation of what happens when we listen to Satan and override God's plan in our lives because we are impatient to wait. And this creates conflict and controversy in our lives that can sometimes last a lifetime. We see that with children born outside the marriage as a result of adultery. Hatred between siblings springing up, divided households. And we see that today with Amas and Israel, the church hmm, there hmm, will never, and I say this boldly, and can never be peace in the Middle East. They may have short times of peace, but Amas will be Amas. It bears the curse of Ishmael. And he cannot live in peace. He doesn't know peace. Remember Genesis sixteen twelve. He will be a wild man. His hand will be against every man and every man's hand against him. Even though he's dwelling in the presence of his brethren. And so Israel, Isaac, must remain Israel, trusting in Jehovah God to be the covenant-keeping God. Israel, you and I, must also know that God has the upper hand because the covenant remains still with him. He's the keeper of the covenant, as he says in Genesis 17, 21. But my covenant will I establish with Isaac, which Sarah shall bear unto thee. And then he says in Genesis 17, 7, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant. Church, this is our baseline. Understanding true and truth using the birth of Isaac. Oh, be reminded that uh, the prophecy went forth and then the enemy began to work on the mind of Sarah and Abraham that they saw forth was to bring it to pass in their time. And what they brought to pass was a thorn in the side of Israel. The thorn keeps pressing the side, pricking Israel to date. What thorns do we have in our lives today that we have allowed the enemy to use us to create that, that thing which we thought was from God? We are now finding out that it didn't come from God, but I have done it. Are we ready to stand up before God and say, God, I created my reality. I created my true God. Help me. Take me away. Help me, Lord. Father, help me. Remove from me the thorn. Remove from me the thorn. Or should we be like King Hezekiah? God said to him, get your house your life in order oh hezekiah wasn't about to die yet so hezekiah cried to god hmm god knew if hezekiah didn't come up now that hezekiah would give birth to manasseh but hezekiah was content 
to leave Manashe behind because while, oh, while Hezekiah was here on earth, he had peace during the years of Manashe. Oh, we need to stop. We need to stop trusting in the arm of flesh, trusting in man, trusting in our abilities and our capacities and our capabilities and our experiences and our own means and our own minds and our own selves and in somebody else and begin to trust in the God of creation. He knows what he's doing when he tells us to walk. Wait and ask him, oh Lord, where should I walk? When he says to go, wait and ask him where do you want me to go oh god because there are so many places that i could go to oh when god said time to marry say god whom should i marry tell me god because i don't want to choose somebody that you don't want for me remember even samuel he faced that same heart matter he thought because he was a prophet he could see everything and he said certainly when eliab stood before him and he saw how tall and handsome he was it needed to be this one this one after all was the firstborn but God rejected him and he went through seven other sons before he came to the one that he had to inquire about God said there is another hallelujah Jesus and so Samuel inquired of the other son they said he was out there in the wilderness with the sheep you see when God gets ready to move it's not always the ones in front of your eyesight stop looking with your natural eyes stop plucking from what's in front of you stop plucking from what is near you and wait on the good thing that God has for you understand this that when God speak the word he will perform his word no church that this is not the time for us to eat bitter gall it is not the time for us to hear the thoughts and the voice of the enemy to our mind we need to know what God says we need to do what God says to do and we need God to do it for us because we don't know everything we only understand in part and we see in part oh remember even Elisha in the book of 2nd Kings chapter 4 Elisha saw this Shunammite woman coming and said unto Gehazi he said Gehazi see if it is well with that Shunammite woman see if it is well with her husband see if it's well with her son and the Shunammite woman she said it is well oh but when she touched the, 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 the foot of that man when she laid her hand on him even Gehazi wanted to chase her away and he said leave her alone because her soul is so sexy in her and the Lord had hid it from me the Lord hid it from Elisha if God can hide it from Elisha why would he hide it from us understand that that you don't need to know how everything worked with God allow him to leave the breadcrumbs be satisfied to eat a little you don't have to drink the whole pot you don't have to eat the whole pot you don't have to know every single thing you don't have to have everything that you need sometimes God wants you to step out in faith and let him direct you along the way it's time church that we be 
begin to trust God. It is time, church, to begin to lean upon God. We see devil has brought out his false prophets. Yeah, this false pictures is created. We see Ishmael came about. We see that child with David and Bathsheba came about. One was this and the other not. Why did God in his infinite wisdom leave Ishmael? Because the the covenant that was upon Yes, Lord, because the blessing upon Abraham's life, that blessing of multiplication was for eternity. Abraham went and he blocked from what was near and he gave everlasting eternal blessing to it. So a mask had died out. Oh, Israel, it couldn't die out because it has a forever eternal blessing of multiplication of fullness. And what, what we have that Ishmael doesn't have is the saving grace of God. It is the mercy of God because of the covenant of God that the Lord says, whoever is at war with us is at war with him. Hey, church, listen and listen good. It is the time, the age of the prophetic. There are many voices out there. Do not be so quick to run with every word. Try the word. Come to understand who. Come to understand why. To understand it all. Oh, what is it about? Who is behind who? What is their agenda? What do they hope to accomplish? Is it to glorify God or is it to glorify man and the devil? I say the enemy can produce his own truth. The enemy will. Many of us tonight on this line tonight. It has happened to you. These things to me. Hey, and then when we get the whip from what we have produced, because we couldn't wait, couldn't wait for God to confirm, couldn't wait for God to give us some more details, couldn't wait for the baton to come to us. We run and we run, we stretch the legs of the one passing it to us and tire them out and then what? We lose the race. Oh, God didn't enter no race to lose. God didn't begin anything that he cannot finish. Church, the issue is you and I. But as of tonight, remember, tonight this word is the quality assurance testing to test the quality of the prophetic word so that you understand what is true and what is truth. And not because it materialized doesn't mean that it came from God. We see already that Ishmael came about, but God did not back off from what he promised because God is a God of his word. He still allowed Isaac to come to pass. And instead of the sorrow that Ishmael brought into the life of Sarah, Isaac her laugh and she said now others will also laugh with me you see when they laugh with us is when we stand and give God the glory but like I said you must be sure when you're standing up you didn't lie and cheat 
and steal and kill and do any manner of evil to receive it. God will spit it out. The people in the pew may not understand and see what you are standing up to testify about. It's not of God. But one day, God will open the eyes of somebody and they will shut it out and tell you to stop your lies. God didn't give you that husband. You stole him. God didn't give you that wife. You stole her. God gave you that house. You robbed it. You did that. You took it all yourself. And you standing up and say, God gave you. Greed. Impatience. Is the sin of man. God have mercy today upon us. Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I the church. Let it come alive. Let it come alive. Let it come alive. Hallelujah. Call, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things. Call, call unto me, and I will answer thee. And show thee great and mighty things which don't know is not. Hear my cry, O Lord. Hear my cry, O Lord. Hear a cry. Hear a cry, O Lord. Hear a cry, O Lord. Hear a cry, O Lord. Hear a cry. Call. Hear us, Lord. As we come before you this night, Lord, we repent. We confess our wicked ways. We confess our impatience. We confess, O Lord, that we have been too confident we confess our pride we confess our greed we confess our stubbornness we confess our rebellion we confess our arrogance Lord we confess our immaturity and we confess our ignorance Let it come forth, Father. Let the last 
of eagles. It's in our waiting we will run and be weary. It's in our waiting we will walk and not be faint. Teach us to wait on you that you are the vessel. Yes, all even those water jars had to be filled up with fresh clean water. So that they could bring forth new wine. But Lord, it's no use drinking be 
let's have bitters because we want to have something to drink. It's no use to eat molded food because we don't want to wait for the food to be prepared. Oh God. I've been an impatient people. Work quick, Lord God, to turn back to the devil. Lord God, quick to go back to Egypt and to give up on you. But tonight, Lord, we ask for mercy. Just back to that place, oh Lord. He will wait. Just to wait for heaven's manner to fall. You are good for us, Lord. So forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive our mothers and our fathers. Those that have gone before us that have made the same mistake of impatience. Uproot from us, draw the line in the sand. That as from this day, we shall be known as a people who wait on their God. Who waits for his word to be confirmed. Who waits for him to do what needs to be done to confirm his word. So that we can stand up in truth. We can stand up in truth and declare you, Lord. Lord, we have we have things in our hands. What do we do now? Should we walk away? Speak to us, Lord. And lead us in your plain path. saying this is a time of confession let each and every one of us that are out there tonight as the Holy Spirit has brought to your mind some of us are in deep sorrows but the mighty hand of God the Lord who is compassionate with long suffering and his loving kindness tonight is drawing us let us surrender it all to him. Let us admit our mistakes. Let us turn back to him. Take his hand of mercy. It is not over for us. There's still strength in us. To the best part of Abraham was still with God. The best part of us is still with God. The man out there that may have married the devil's Delilah, 
nan or er. You know, God in his mercy can work on their heart. It's only one way or the other way. Whatever God has put together, he can tear asunder. Or you could beseech God for the life of that man or the life of that woman. And God will change her. He can do it. You will have to suffer through so much tears for it to come to pass. Because it wasn't part of God's plan for your life. Work it out with those children that you had outside of your marriage. As they came from your loins, from your womb. Blessed son and daughter of the Most High. That can still fix things in your life. Where those children come under covenant. Make it right with God tonight. If you're that man or that woman that has abandoned your family and God has touched your heart tonight and let you know that that's the family is keeping you. Trust God that the heart of that woman or that man has been tendered by God that you can go and make it right. You left that job that you know. God didn't tell you to leave and he's speaking to you now. God can open back the door for you. Or if you stepped out of ministry, you were one of those that were forced ripe too soon. There's no shame in going back and saying, I did it too soon. God has shown me the error of my ways. I'm still in my training. I need more training. I need more help. I need to learn to follow so I can lead. I was too youthful in my desires. God is the solution for all of our wrongs. All the things that we have here. have created and formed that is going to stay it may be something that dies or it may be something that is around still as a remembrance of the mercy of God because though Ishmael is a thorn in the side of Israel it is the mercy of God that still keeps the seed of Abraham, though a wild seed alive, as God will not turn back on his word. Do not be prideful, my brother, my sister. Let God fix it. Let God in. Let him show us the way. us back home. Tonight be the reconciled. 
first door gone. And second to ourselves. And third to those that we have abandoned. Let us turn from our wayward ways. And turn back to God and to the place that God has given us. Wait on God. That ministry ground that you think is too hard, you're not trusting God to break it up for you. Just let go and let God. That job that is now too far, give it to God. He will work away for that transportation. Maybe he made that job a little distant. So that he could give you the next favor. Maybe he'll give you a car. So you can get to work yourself. Don't limit God. Because we are limited. Because the devil is limited. He's a God without limits. Let us trust him tonight. So Father we give you thanks for tonight. Thank you for your mercy that is your forever. That is endured upon this altar and upon your people, Lord. I pray, Lord, that this word tonight will go forth and that it will reap a bountiful harvest for the kingdom of heaven. May your name be made great. May your name forever rest upon our tongue in gratitude. And tonight, Lord, may we find laughter. May laughter come to and visit us in our homes, in our cars, on our job, wherever we are tonight. Because the goodness of the Lord remains upon us, yet still in the land of the living. And you have caused us to laugh. And others shall laugh with us. God bless you and thank you. Thank you, Father, in the name, your name, and in the name of your Son. In the name of your Holy Spirit, in Jesus, our Yeshua Mashiach's name, we pray. Amen. Teach us your way, Yahweh, Yahweh. Teach us your ways, oh yeah, oh yeah. Teach us your ways. Just your ways, oh yeah. Lead us in a plain path. Lead us in a plain path. Lead us in a plain path. in a Praise the Lord. What a great message tonight. We're live with Evangelist Lena Anamalechi and Brother Mark Shine of 505 Ministries. I want to thank you all for coming on tonight. And would you, each of you all give out your contact information? 
how people can reach you in the ministries? Amen. Thank you, Brother Shannon. Um, thanks for inviting us. And what a great message tonight that speaks of the prophetic, what is true and what is truth, you know. And um, I pray that we have absorbed this information. It's very profound. It really touched me as I listened to it. You know, just understanding that let us search for the real truth. You know, the enemy will give us fake truth, fake truth. That is not the truth. Yes, so I really enjoy that. Thanks, Sister Lena. And Omega Man Radio, thanks for inviting us. Always I pray that Yahuwah will continue to bless this this year platform here that you have stood up and opened up for, you know, the truth to be to be heard. And you can reach me at five oh five ministries or you could just Google five oh five ministries. 505 Ban uh, Mark Shine um, there on YouTube and the message, the music the message is in the music and you can download it for free freely receive and freely we give Amen, thank you Thank you Brother Mark and Sister Lena Yes Brother Shannon thank you we give God thanks for tonight Holy Spirit of the Living God thank you for being with us Abba Father Thank you, Lord Jesus, for making this night possible, even giving us this this message, Lord. It's phenomenal, eye-opening, heart-opening, and uh, thank you, Lord. So, And I thank you for Brother Shannon's um, platform that you have opened up for us, Lord. And so, I would really like to encourage the listeners, please, if you're considering to give anything to our ministry, I would like you to consider giving to Omega Man Radio. They are in need of your support. Without your support, we cannot come on this altar. This altar will not be available. And yes, we can go somewhere else. But why go and just sit at a table when God has already confirmed one? You know, this is a table he has confirmed for me for almost 10 years now. This Thanksgiving will be 10 years. And I know truth will always be here. So, and this is why I don't just go to any table to eat and to lay a sacrifice of the message. You know, um, so we continue to trust God. So I pray that you will also um, hear the truth and see the truth of this platform that has you know, God has uh, kept all these years, and that you will continue to sow in, sow in, to give, to donate, however you can, so that we have good equipment, good sound equipment, and that, you know, even this headset that I'm listening to is through your donations that Brother Shannon was able to send me this headset. So your money is going in the right places. It is helping a lot of us ministers out there you know, so that we can do the Lord's work. You know, Brother Shannon does a lot. So I encourage you, please, give to Omega Man Radio. Go to OmegaManRadio.com. I'm sure Brother Shannon has multiple streams of your giving that you can do. Please do. And uh, you can 
reach out to us. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Truth Social. We're on TikTok. We're also on YouTube. We're on Instagram. God Faith Ministries. Any one of those social media. We're also on LinkedIn. And uh, you can also see our website, which is godfaithministries.us. And everyone tonight that are listening, God bless you. Please take this message. As soon as Brother Shannon has um, done what he's supposed to do with it, I don't know what he does, but whatever he does and he sends the link, please send it around, share it. Make this be tomorrow morning's message that everyone wake up to that's in your Rolodex, in your contact list. Share it on your social media accounts. Share it in your text messages. This is a message for us. Remember, prophecy is for the church. It edifies us, exhorts us, and it encourages us. Remember, prophecy is what the enemy is using to try to ensnare us, give us false truths. There's only one truth, and that's why he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't say, I am another way, and I'm just true and a lie. Because that's what the enemy does. You know, he corrupts the truth and serves you a lie. And you believe it. Let us stop believing him tonight. We have heard the truth. We can tell the difference now, right? Remember, truth is with God. True is with us. Amen. God bless us all. Thanks, Brother Shannon. Amen. Thank you, Brother Mark. Thank you, Lena. Thank you, Brother Mark. Folks. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Shannon. Please share this with a friend, godfaithministries.us and 505 Ministries on YouTube. We'll see both of y'all next time. Have a great weekend. Shalom. Shalom. You too, Brother Shannon. Thanks for the extended time. We appreciate it. God bless you. Shalom, shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. shalom. Friends, that's going to conclude uh, this week's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed these. And we've got everything uploaded through yesterday. I'll get tonight's uh, programs uploaded here in just a bit. Be caught up going through the weekend, and we will see you next time. Again, OmegaManRadio.com. God bless you all.